Hello everyone. Hey, welcome to Summit Church Fenton Online. I'm so glad you joined me this morning. I'm looking forward to sharing the Word of God with you. Uh, I want to talk to you today about how to live long and prosper. And uh, I, I tell you what, we're not going to go uh, talk about Star Trek. I know Mr. Spock, he used that phrase a lot. You know, he, he would say live long and prosper. I want to borrow that phrase from him, and I want to uh, just share with you for a few minutes about uh, about how you can live long and prosper. I think that's something everyone would be uh, excited about and interested in learning about. You know, uh, just about every day, I uh, I run uh, approximately six miles. I, I just run through the neighborhood uh, where I live, through the subdivisions and whatnot. And I started that about eight years ago. I had gotten very heavy. I had gotten very heavy. I guess I was very thin up until I got about 20 years old. And then, uh, and then I think my metabolism changed or something. And, and, uh, I, I, I ate, I ate very poorly and, and, uh, didn't exercise at, at all. You know, I played a lot of golf and, but I'd ride the golf carts. And, and so, uh, and, and I had, Played tennis when I was younger, but I'd I'd kind of weaned off of that. I hadn't played tennis that all that much. I did I did play, but not all that much, and, and really no exercise, eating terribly. And so when I got to be fifty years old, uh, I was in poor physical health, and uh, my my skin color was was like pasty white. I was about two hundred forty pounds. Um, my my cholesterol was through the roof. The doctor was getting ready to put me on cholesterol medicine and I was, I was just, I was a heart attack waiting to happen. And my dad had passed away when he was 50, uh, almost 53 with a heart attack. And it was, I was, it was not, you know, looking good. And, and, um, and so I, I knew I needed to make a change. And, um, and, and I, you know, I just got tired of being heavy on top of it, not being able to fit properly in clothes. But, but more than that, it was, it, it was my health. And, and, uh, I, I needed to think about my wife and I didn't want to, you know, <laughs> didn't want to die and leave her, you know, w- without me, you know, and, and so I needed to, I needed to change. And so I, I started eating right and, and I run about six miles every day, not every day, but almost every day. And I've, I've kept that up for about eight years now. And I've gotten uh, down to about 175 pounds, give or take, right in there, and uh, and and my cholesterol numbers came came right back down. I didn't have to go on medicine, and I uh, and I'm glad I, I'm glad I did that. And and so when I was uh, running on Friday evening, I was I was pray uh, quite a bit when I run. It takes me about an hour to do my, to do my run. And this verse, 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy 4, uh, verse 8, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8 came to me just as I was running and just kind of rose up on the inside of me. And it says, for bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things. And, uh, you know, for bodily exercise profits a little. But godliness is profitable for all things. Um, I felt the Holy Spirit impress upon me from this verse to talk to you about the importance of following spiritual laws and and natural laws. 
You see, if you look at this verse, it's talking about bodily exercise, which is natural, something natural in the natural realm that we do. And, and, and godliness has to do with, with spiritual things. And, and so I, I just felt like the Lord wanted me to talk to you this morning about the importance of, of, uh, uh, honoring spiritual laws and at the same time honoring natural laws. And, and like I said in this verse, you see bodily exercise, that's natural. And then godliness has to do with spiritual things. You know, we are spirit. And I tell you what, if you'll honor natural laws and spiritual laws at the same time, I tell you what, you will live long and you will prosper. You really, really will. You have to remember that we are spirit beings. We, we really are, but we live inside of natural bodies. And the laws of both the spiritual realm and the natural realm affect us. And the laws from both realms need to be followed to afford us the greatest success in life. And, and, and to afford us, uh, the living of a long life and prospering. You know, uh, this, this subject of following natural laws and spiritual laws at the same time, uh, is such a vital issue that, you know, if you study the New Testament, uh, the epistles, you'll see the Apostle Paul, he spent much time dealing with the subject of living by faith as it pertains to the spiritual side of things. But then the Apostle James, over in the book of James, he spent a good deal of time dealing with the, the, the same subject of living by faith from a natural perspective, you know. And, and so, you know, like living by faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. But living by faith, there, there's, there is, there's a spiritual side to it. And Paul dealt with that, you know, very extensively. But there's a natural side to it. And James dealt a great deal with that. Uh, and he, he made the statement, the Holy Spirit through him made the statement, faith without corresponding action or without works, or natural works is dead. See? And so you have to, in life, you have to understand that we're spirit beings. We live in natural bodies. So we have to follow spiritual laws and natural laws to afford us the greatest success in life. And as I've said, to, to afford us to live long and prosper. You know, in, in pastoring a church for almost three decades, I, you know, I've watched Christians get in the ditch on one side or the other. And Christians are no different today than they were 2000 years ago when James and Paul were writing, you know, God was using them to write the New Testament. And uh, it seems like Christians want to get in the ditch on one side or the other. They either want to do all, they want to do all spiritual things and ignore the natural, the natural realm, or they want to do all natural things and ignore the spiritual realm. And I think that's why God had Paul deal so much with living by faith from the spiritual perspective and James living by, you know, dealt with living by faith from the natural side of things. But in pastoring for, like I said, for almost three decades, I've watched this as well, where Christians, <laughs> and I've been guilty of it myself, will, will either want to do all the, all the natural things that we need to do, and ignore the spiritual realm, or we'll, we'll vice versa, do all the spiritual things and ignore the natural realm. And then we wonder why we don't prosper as we should. And, uh, you know, one of the best examples of this, of what I'm talking about, is in the area of finances. And, uh, 
you know, so many folks over the years that, that I've dealt with, um, you know, they, they've, they've been tithers. You know, they, they give 10% of their increase to the work of God and they give offerings. Yet, um, they, they don't, they don't give attention a lot of times to working hard and to budgeting and to saving. And so, you know, they'll, they'll do the tithing part. They'll do the giving part, but they don't do the budgeting and the saving part. And they struggle financially, yet they're, yet they tithe faithfully. They give offerings to the work of God faithfully, but they don't do the natural things. They don't, they don't budget as they should. They don't save as they should. And, and, you know, they, and they struggle financially, yet they're doing all the spiritual stuff right, but they're not doing the natural things that they need to do, like budgeting. You know, it, it, I've, <laughs> I've dealt with a lot of people and there's very few people that have a budget. And, uh, and, and there's the ones that do have a budget, a lot of times don't stay on the budget. And, you know, I, I've, I've watched, there's lots of people that they get up in their, in their sixties, seventies, eighties, and they don't have, they don't have very much money saved up. And a lot of them don't even have their house paid off by the time they retire. Yet they've been tithers and givers. You know, they have done that, but they haven't done the other things that they needed to do. Like, you know, like, like, uh, budgeting and, 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 you know, all of those things and saving, paying, paying off their home, getting out of debt. And, uh, so they're doing spiritual stuff, but not natural stuff. And they, and, and, and they don't, they don't prosper. Um, you know, uh, many, uh, you know, I believe in prosperity and I preach prosperity, financial prosperity, and God has prospered me wonderfully financially. Uh, but, and I preach prosperity, but I don't preach what the hyper prosperity. And what I mean by that is, you know, like I, I don't emphasize the hundredfold return. And I'm going to deal with that. I think when we get in the new year, I'm going to spend some, some, some time on talking about prosperity and the hundredfold return and, and, and supernatural debt cancellation. And we'll, you know, we'll, which there, we'll get into that. But, but hyper prosperity preachers, a lot of times, if you listen to them, they'll talk about the hundredfold return. And they'll talk about supernatural debt cancellation. Be careful of ministers that are overemphasizing uh, money and, and, and they're talking about hundredfold return and, and they're talking about supernatural debt cancellation. You need to be real careful with, with those kind of ministers. I'm just warning you. Now, I, I believe in prosperity. I preach financial prosperity. God has prospered me, prospered me wonderfully, like I've said. But when you get into emphasizing hundredfold, you now listen to some of those preachers. They'll talk about hundredfold return. They'll talk about supernatural debt cancellation. But you know something you'll, you'll almost never hear them talk about is working hard, saving money, budgeting your money. They don't talk about that because see, they're, ta- they're emphasizing the spiritual end of things and, and, and leaving the natural side of things undone. And, and I've watched so many Christians listen to those, those folk, those preachers, and they get themselves in trouble because all they're doing is the, the spiritual end of things, but they're not doing the natural side of things. You know, I'm thinking of one, uh, church member I had many years back. He had listened to a hyper prosperity preacher. And, uh, as a result, he came to me. He said, I, he said, I'm quitting my job. And he, he said, I'm going to just give, give, he said, 
He said, I'm not, he said, I'm going to take the money that I do have and I'm going to give it to this. He said, I'm going to give half of it to this preacher that he heard on television, this hyper prosperity preacher. And he said, I'm going to give the other half to, to my local church, which was to my church. And he said, I'm going to believe that the hundredfold return will work for me and that, that, that all my debts will supernaturally be canceled. I'm going to talk about supernatural debt cancellation, hundredfold return when we get in the new year. I just feel impressed to take some, some time with that when we get over into 2022. Uh, but, but he, he said, I, I heard this guy preach, preach about this. And he said, I, I'm quitting my job and I'm going to take half of all I got and give half of it to that minister and the other half to the church. And I warned him. I said, I said, nah, I, I wouldn't do that. I said, I would not do that. I said, don't quit your job. I said, don't quit your job. Don't do it. And I said, don't give, don't, I said, don't give your money away. I said, be a tither. Be a giver. If God leads you to give a certain amount, you know, that, that's fine. But I said, you need to keep, keep a good amount of that in your savings and, and keep your job. And he had a, a wife and children and whatnot. And I, I warned him. I said, don't do it. I said, I said, be a tither, be a giver, keep your job, work hard, you know, save your money, budget your money. Well, he wouldn't listen to me. He said, no, I heard preacher so and so on television and, I could, you know, all I could do was warn him, but that's all I could do. And, and, uh, but you know what? He, that, that man, as time went on, just didn't take very long. He, he suffered much loss and much hardship. And, uh, and, and we, we, the, the, the amount that he had given to the church, we, we, we did some things to, to get that back to him in a way that was, was, uh, you know, we, that was right and legal and all of that. But, but, uh, I don't know if the hyper prosperity preacher did. Uh, uh, the point I'm trying to make to you is this, this, this man, this, this man that was in my church, he was trying to do all the spiritual side of things, but he was terribly, grossly ignoring the natural side of finances and he, he, he shipwrecked and it was, it was ugly. Um, and so hopefully you can learn from this story here, you know, Hey, be a tither, be a giver, but, uh, be also be a hard worker, be a budgeter, be a saver and get, get the, get the natural realm and the supernatural realm working parallel together. I tell you what, and you'll, 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 you will prosper. Um, but then, but then I've seen some church members over the years, they'll do just the reverse of what I just told you this, this other church member did. They'll, they'll get in a bind and what they'll do is they'll stop tithing and giving completely. They'll just cut it off. Just, just, I'm not giving no more to God. I'm not, I'm not giving how they stop tithing and giving completely. And then they'll go out and get them, you know, on top of the job they have. They'll, they'll get two or three more jobs and they wear themselves completely and totally out. And, uh, but what, what do they do? See, what have they done? They, they're trying to work all the natural side of things and they're ignoring the, the supernatural or the spiritual side of things when they stop tithing and giving and they wind up in a mess also. See, you, you've got to get, you have to do the supernatural or the spiritual side, be a tither, be a giver. You also have to do the natural things, you know, working hard, budgeting. And like the one, the one good minister says, when you get the natural realm and the supernatural realm working together, uh, it, 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 it makes an explosive force for the good. And, uh, and so just, just one example of what I'm trying to talk about here with financial, 
uh, blessing, you, you need to do the spiritual side and the natural side. Um, actually, I, I, pre- I preached a, a series or taught a series many years ago. Uh, I talked about prosperity in the Proverbs, and you can probably find it in our archives. And it was several weeks I, I ran the, the series. And, uh, you know, you go into the book of Proverbs, and it, it talks a lot about uh, financial prosperity. And there's a lot in there about the spiritual side of things. There's also a whole lot in there about the natural side of things. And, uh, and so, so again, the natural and the supernatural, we have to do, you know, both, both sides if we want to live long and prosper. And, and so I talked about the prosperity part. Now let's talk about the living long. Uh, just another example. We gave you a financial example, but let's talk about the physical side, physical health, you know, and this goes back to my opening verse. First uh, Timothy 4, 8, for bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things. And, um, you know, uh, from, from a physical uh, end of things, what I've observed the most over the last three decades of pastoring is uh, I, I've observed Christians eating, talking about eating food, eating whatever they want and not exercising at all. Now, I'm not putting anybody down because I was at the head of this list for a lot of years, for a lot of years, for pastoring three decades. So two of the decades, I was at the head of the list here. I, I ate whatever I wanted and I didn't exercise hardly at all. And you could, you could look at me and you could tell, as I've already said in this message, it was, I, I looked a mess. It was in my, my health was, was terrible. But I, um, I ate whatever I wanted. I'd eat Snicker bars. I'd eat payday bars. I'd, I, cause, you know, I, I'd get there in front of the candy bar section and I couldn't decide, do I want the Snickers or the payday? So I made it easy on myself. I'd get one of each, you know. <laughs> I'd eat both, meet both of them. You know, I couldn't decide, you know, when I go into McDonald's, do I want a Big Mac or a quarter pounder with cheese? So I couldn't make the decision. I'd get eat, I'd get one of each and eat them both, you know, and, you know, I'm laughing about it, but I was killing myself. It's really not funny. I was killing myself. And, um, but I've watched Christians do this along with what I had done and, and just eat whatever you want and, and, and not exercise and, and then I've watched Christians do that for long periods of time and then they get, you know, they get, they get sick in their body and then they come up and they want, they want prayer for healing. And I know, I know one time the one guy came in the, the healing line and, and, you know, he, I'm not putting anybody down here, but I'm just saying he was grossly overweight and he said his knees were hurting him so bad. And, you know, in, 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 when, Long story short, when I got into it, you know, without giving you the whole story, the the reason he was having problems in his knees was because he was so heavy. And so you can pray for somebody like that all you want till you're blue in the face. And now God is gracious and he's good and he'll, you know, his grace will extend and help people. And don't misunderstand me on that. I tell you what, if you got somebody that's got knee problems or whatever and, and, you know, leg problems or whatever, and it's from the heavy, the excessive weight, you can pray for those people till you're blue in the face. And it's not going to do, it's not going to do any good because the answer is they need to lose the weight, you see. And, and, and I've seen so many people see they'll, they'll just see that they'll, they'll just 
eat whatever they want. They'll, they won't exercise, but then they get sick in body and, the, and then they want to come up and, and, and they want prayer. And prayer isn't the answer for that sort of thing. It's, you gotta get, see, they gotta get the natural realm running in line. And they gotta, they gotta stop eating whatever they want. And they've got, and they've, and they've got to exercise. And look, hey, I, I'm an example, I, I think, to you in this, a good example. I, I think, I'm not boasting myself or patting myself on the back, but I did it. I, I was able to lose the weight and uh, get myself in shape. And listen, if I can do it, you can do it. And I want to encourage you in that. Hey, if I can do it, you can do it. And, and I've been able to maintain it. Really, the, hard, the hardest part is really not getting the weight off. It's keeping it off for a length of time. And, and I did it. And I, because, yeah, what I did is I developed new habits. And, uh, and, and, and so I just started eating right, exercising. I kept it up. And now eight years, I've kept it, that weight off. And, uh, you know, I haven't missed it, you know, and I lost, like the one lady, she saw me at, she, she saw me after I'd lost all that weight. And she said, she said, Terry, it looks like you lost half of yourself. You know, where's the rest of you? <laughs> and, and, and a lot of people thought I was sick, you know, that hadn't seen me in a while. They, and, but, but I wasn't sick. I just started to eat right and exercise. And then, and, um, Let's see, the one lady, well, several people didn't even recognize me, you know, that hadn't seen me. They saw me at 240, then they saw me at 170 or 175, they didn't recognize me. But, uh, so I'm not boasting in myself, but I'm just trying to tell you, if I can do it, you can do it. But I, I, but, but I've watched, I've watched people, uh, you know, that, they, they, they'll eat whatever they want and no exercise. And listen, if one ignores natural laws long enough, eventually bad things are going to happen. And it's really not possible to reverse those things with just prayer alone. See, prayer is spiritual, but if you, if you're, you know, uh, well, I'll go back to the financial example. If you take your credit card and you run up debt, 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 debt with your credit card, and I've watched people do this, and then they want to come along and pray and ask God for supernatural debt cancellation, you know, it doesn't work that way. All right. And I've watched people, you know, eat, 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 eat. And then we're going to go for to God and ask him for, let's see, supernatural weight loss. And it doesn't work that way. You put it on one pound at a time. You're going to have to take it off one pound at a time. I tell you what, I know I, I did it. And let me tell you what, at first, it's, it, it's, 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 it's tough. It's hard. I tried to do sit-ups at first and I couldn't hardly do them. My wife, she was holding my knees and, or not my knees, my, my ankles. And we we're going to try to do, uh, uh, 30, uh, well, no, we we're going to do, uh, uh, 30 sit-ups. <laughs> so I couldn't hardly do one. And, and so I, I did three and I counted, counted by tens, 10, 20, 30. <laughs> I mean, it was terrible. I tell you what, I worked up to it and I got now, I tell you what I can do. Now I can do uh, 200 sit-ups with uh, with a, a 40 pound weight on my chest. But you see, I had to work up to it. But uh, what I'm trying to say is we have to do natural things and spiritual things. We have to do them both at the same time if we want to live long and prosper. Um, another thing I've observed over, over the past three decades is, uh, so what, I, let me, let me say this. We just can't eat whatever we want and then expect God for supernatural weight loss. No more than we can run up charge cards and expect God for supernatural debt cancellation. We have to, uh, do natural things, you know, and we have to do supernatural things, 
And if you're in debt out there, you got in debt one dollar at a time. Now you're going to have to get out one dollar at a time. If you overweight, you put it on one pound at a time. You're going to have to get off, lose it one pound at a time. And I know what I'm talking about, but like I said, if I can do it, you can do it. But another thing I've observed over the past three decades is Christians looking only to the natural realm. For examples, they'll get sick and instead of looking to God first, They'll look only to doctors, to hospitals and medicine. Now, I believe in good hospitals, good doctors and good medicines, and we should take advantage of them if we need them. But I've watched, I watched people see they'll get in a ditch where, where all they'll do if they get sick, they, they, they'll, all they'll do is they'll look, they'll look at the hospital and they'll look at the doctor and the medicine. Now, you know, we can get in trouble doing that. There was a king in the Old Testament, King Asa. He got in trouble doing that. And, and, and look, if sickness hits our body, we need to turn to God first. We really do. We need to look to Him. We need to, to pray and seek Him. But also use good hospitals, doctors, and medicine, see, if you need to. They both work in together, you see. And But but I've watched people, they, they, they won't seek God at all. They just, they got more faith in the doctor, in the hospital, in the medicine than, than they do in God. And you, we need to remember there's some things, there's, there's a good number of things that the doctor and the hospital and the medicine can't help with, you know. So we need to look to God first, certainly. But then also, hey, take advantage of the good hospitals, doctors, and medicine. Just look, look to God first. But I've watched people, all they do, see, they just look, to, they look to the, to the doctor and have more faith in the doctor than they do in God. You can get yourself in trouble doing that. And then I've seen Christians completely refuse to use doctors and medicine. And they think it's a lack of faith or they don't have faith if they use a, a doctor or, you know, you know, they, they think that, that if they go to the doctor, or they use a hospital or go to the hospital or go to the doctor, use medicine. They think that it's a lack of faith, but, but, but it isn't. Remember, uh, uh, the apostle Paul, his, one of his traveling companions was, a, was Luke, who was a doctor. And so God, hey, I believe God gave us good hospitals, good doctors, and good medicines. And see, we need to, if sickness hits our body, we look to God first, and, and certainly we rebuke the, the enemy, the devil, and, and, and rebuke sickness and disease and all of that, but we also need to, to do the natural side of things. And, but, but my point here was, is I've seen Christians completely refuse to use doctors. And medicine. See, some Christians, all they all they will look to is the doctors and the medicine. But I've seen some they refuse to use doctors and medicine. And and I tell you what, I've seen some of them die young as a result because they wouldn't go to the doctor. They wouldn't they wouldn't use good medicine. And that's sad. See, we're talking about balancing the natural and the supernatural. And there's some instances, you know. Hey, it's not a lack of faith to go to the doctor. It's not a lack of faith to use use a, a, a go to the hospital or use medicine. Not at all. You know, hey, I, I've watched. I've been in the healing ministry for over thirty years, and I've watched God heal people supernaturally right on the spot where there was no hospital, no doctor, no medicine needed. I've seen Him do healing miracles uh, by the multitudes, and no hospital, no doctor, no medicine was required. But but I've seen. Just as many situations where God used the hospital and the doctor and the medicine to bring healing to people. See, so we've had both. And I tell you what, when, when somebody is over the 30 years of pastoring, 27 years, when people came for prayer for, for something that was life threatening, I, I told them, I said, look, I'll pray for you and all that, but, but you, we've got to work in conjunction with a good hospital and, and, and a good doctor. And, uh, 
you see, I kept both the natural and the supernatural working together. But, uh, but there have been, there have been a lot of Christians completely refuse, they'll refuse medicine and, and for various reasons. And I've seen, I've seen some of them die as a result. And, uh, you know, I remember before anyone knew, knew what COVID was. But now listen to this. Before anyone knew what, this goes back into 2019, before anybody had heard of COVID, before anybody knew what it was, but it was already spreading here in the United States. Uh, the Holy Spirit came upon me one Sunday morning, and I'm not trying to boast myself here. This is just what happened. It's, <laughs> the Holy Spirit gave this to me. I, I don't, I don't know if He don't tell me. I don't have a clue what's what's coming in the nation or whatever. But uh, uh, He came on me one Sunday morning. Just the Spirit of God rose up on the inside of me, and at the end of a service, this was back in 2019, and I, I prophesied. And, and, and the word of the Lord said, the word of the Lord said that there was a giant arising in the land, even at this time. Now, we didn't even, hadn't even heard of COVID, but I tell you what, the Holy Ghost, he, he knew what was going on right on the money. And, the, and COVID was arising. It was here in the United States spreading and nobody even knew it, but the Holy Ghost knew it. And I gave that out. And, uh, see, and, and he gave that to us to warn us. That, that there was something coming, see, to get ready for it. And then as COVID, now listen, as COVID became more prevalent, one Sunday morning, the Holy Spirit directed me to have the, our congregation face toward the east and rebuke COVID and command it to die if it got within 10 feet of us. Now you say, well, that seems pretty strange. Well, God sometimes will have you do some strange things. He had the children of Israel march around Jericho once a day for, for what, six days and on the seventh day go around seven times and blow the trumpet and shout. Now that doesn't make any sense in the natural realm, but the walls came down, you know, and, and, uh, you know, uh, Jesus told that guy to go dip in, or, or no, uh, let's see. Uh, the, the one prophet told the, the, uh, Naaman to go, what was it, dip seven times in, in a certain river and he had leprosy. Well, that, that doesn't, that's kind of, that doesn't make any sense, but hey, he dipped seven, the seventh time. He came up well. Jesus told that one fella, he, what, he puts, uh, clay in his eyes and Jesus spit and made, made, took clay and put it in the guy's eyes and told him to go wash in the pool or whatever it was. And, that doesn't make a lot of sense, but, but but Jesus said, do it. He said, God says, do it, do it. And the guy did it and he, he got his eyesight back. So anyway, so the Lord will have, have us do some some uh, strange things, I guess, at times. And he directed me, have the congregation face toward the east, rebuke COVID in the name of the Lord Jesus. And, and if it gets within 10 feet of us, that it that it were, was to die. And amen. Praise God. That was That was back in 2019. Yet today, now listen. Yet today, this very, uh, well, I'm preaching, well, just so you know, I'm, this, I'm coming to you Sunday morning, but I'm really, I'm going to, little secret, I'm preaching this on Friday evening, okay? So don't tell anybody I told you that. But, but, but today, today on Friday, you're seeing us on Sunday, but on Friday, guess what? I got my COVID, uh, I got my third COVID shot. Absolutely. My wife did too. It was, we got Pfizer. And we've had two shots already. And on, on Friday, you're hearing me on Sunday, but last Friday, I'm preaching this on Friday. You're listening to me on Sunday. But anyway, you figure it out. But on Friday, this last Friday, I got my third COVID shot, my booster. Now you say, wait a minute, Pastor Terry, you, you had everybody turn toward the east and rebuke COVID in the name of the Lord Jesus. If it gets within 10 feet, it's, it's to die. But yet you and your wife had, have had now 
your your two COVID shots and then you got your 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 third, your booster? Absolutely. You say somebody said, well that doesn't well if you're believing God, why would you need to why would you need to get a shot at all? See, that's the whole point of this message. See, we did the spiritual side of it. We faced toward the east and rebuked COVID. We did the spiritual side. And then we did the natural side and we, we, we got our shots. See? And the natural and the supernatural working together make an explosive force for God. And I know, I tell you what, I know some people and, and you, 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 listen, on this COVID and getting shots, you've got to seek God and you've got to consult your doctor and you do whatever is right for you. But I tell you what, I've, I've heard of some people that they just refuse to get that shot and some of them are dead. Now, now I, you know, you, you do what you have to do between you and God and your doctor. I, I don't get involved in that, but I'm just saying, you know, what, what my wife and I have done. And we did the we did the supernatural stuff at the direction of the Holy Ghost, and then we did the natural stuff. We got our shots. So you know you you do whatever you think you got to do, but I'm just telling you what I did. And you know it's like rebuking tornadoes as I begin to close this message. But it's like rebuking tornadoes. You know we've done that for years, and, and I tell you what we we watched one one tornado right after the next. Miss Fenton went north, went south, dissipated for it, got here, and all that. We've rebuked them in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yet my wife and I have a good safe tornado place to go, and we have good homeowners insurance. And you say, well, what you know? Well, if you're rebuking the tornado, why do you need to have homeowners insurance? Well. In case, you know, that's the whole point of this message. We do the supernatural stuff and then we do the natural stuff. We rebuke the tornado. See, that's the spiritual side. Then we have a, have a safe place to go and we have good homeowners insurance in case, in case the devil does, you know, does huff and puff and blow my roof off. I got good, good homeowners insurance. I'll get put it right back better than it was before. Better, faster and stronger. If you're a six million dollar man fan, you understand that. But you see, I'm doing the spiritual stuff and the natural stuff. And that's the whole point of this message. See, I believe in angelic protection of my house. I do. I believe the angels are protecting my house when I'm not home. Yet, I have a good burglar alarm hooked up to a good monitoring system. You know, if a burglar breaks in, they're not going to get far and and the police are going to be headed towards my house. See, I believe the angels, uh, you know, to, to protect my home. But also, that's the spiritual end of it. And I also cover the natural end with a good burglar alarm, you see. And, um, and I could go on and on with this. I think you're getting my point. But, you know, I was recently reminded of a true story that happened many years ago. There was a, a, a couple and, uh, they, uh, ha- had a young child and, uh, they left their young child alone by, beside a swimming pool. And they left the child there, you know, a young child and the, the, the their parents went off, you know, they went up to their hotel room. I believe they were staying at a, at a hotel and, and somebody questioned, um, questioned them, you know, why, you know, you don't leave your child alone by a pool and with no lifeguards there. And they said, no, we've, we've, we've charged the angels and they'll take care of our child. Well, guess what? That child drowned. See, you know, yeah, you charge the angels. All right. But you also stay with your children and watch them or be sure there's a good lifeguard on duty right there. You see what I'm saying? See, it's a natural and the supernatural working together. You know, the devil tempted Jesus. You know, remember, the devil took Jesus up on, onto the pinnacle of the temple and, and told him to jump off and said that the angels would catch him. But, you know, Jesus told the devil not to tempt God. Remember that? 
See, Jesus knew the importance of following uh, the spiritual law and natural law. You know, and Jesus wasn't going to jump off. He just wasn't going to do it. Um, now, I'm convinced, you know, had he been up there and had he slipped, the angels would have got him, see? But if he just just jumped, you know, just to prove that the angels would, would catch him, now that now there's, there's going to be a problem there, you see? And Jesus didn't fall for, the, for what the devil was trying to get him to do. You know, uh, I, you know I, I went up the other day on my, my detached garage over at my house. I went up, I went up uh, there to blow the leaves out of the gutter, and I tell you what, you know, you get up there and it looks, it looks like one thing from the ground, but when you get up there, it looks, looks totally different. You know, I put my, I put my golf shoes on and so I didn't slip off the roof. But see, now I'm convinced. Now I went up there. I was very cautious. <laughs> you asked my wife. She was very cautious, you know, but now if I'd have slipped, you know, I believe the angels would help me. But now if I just go up there and I'm careless and, or if I go up there and jump off just to prove the angels are going to catch me now, there's going to be a splat. It's, it's going to be ugly, see? So, you know, we, we just, what I'm trying to tell you is, is we need to follow natural law and we need to follow spiritual law. And by the way, you know, heights, I don't care for heights. I, I was thinking, I was thinking the other day, my wife and I, we went to Niagara Falls many years ago and, and I tell you what, we were up in one of those, uh, 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 hotels and they put us up on, I don't know, there was probably, I don't know, 40 floors or whatever. I don't know. We were on like 39. And I, I tell you, we were on the Canadian side. We were looking right. You go in that room, see, and, and that far wall is not a solid wall like in your house. It's a plexiglass, real thick plexiglass. And, and I tell you what, you walked in that room and man, I mean, you see, you see, <laughs> Well, let me just put it this way. I made about three steps and I got down on my hands and knees and I crawled all the way over to look out that window, look down into that falls. And you know, I tell you what, I, I didn't spend much time on that far side of the room for the, the time we were there. I, in fact, I made my wife, she, I made her sleep on the side of the bed that night closer, closest to that window, man. I, I don't care for heights, but, uh, and then, you know, I, I, I said to my wife, I said, why don't we call down and see if we can get a room, a lower room, lower room. She said, no, 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 you don't, they don't, you don't want people to think you're a sissy, you know, and, and all of that. And so, so we stayed up there and, and then finally when we were checking out, I asked the lady at the desk, I said, ma'am, can I ask you a question? She said, why sure. And, and, and uh, she said, what's your question? And I said, do you ever have anybody call down? And before I could finish it, she, she said, you want to know if we ever have anybody that calls down once a lower room? And she said, happens all the time. So. I didn't feel quite as bad, you know, but uh, uh, I could have enjoyed it on the twentieth floor. Actually, I could have enjoyed it on the tenth floor more, probably than on the on the thirty ninth floor. But anyway, so heights, I don't care to go up on the roof anyway. But the point is, you go up on the roof, you're blowing off the gutters, and there's an accident. Well, I believe the angels will, you know, will help you. But you go up there, just jump off to prove something. I tell you what, you got a, you got trouble on your hands. So I don't know why I told you that Niagara Falls story but I just I guess I felt you needed to hear a good good story I hope you thought it was funny but anyway look here's the deal and then I'll close you've got to remember there's a natural realm there's a spiritual realm we need to follow both 
uh, you know, follow the laws for the natural realm, follow the laws for the spiritual realm. And like I said, you know, and I'm quoting a good minister, there's a good minister that says the natural and the supernatural coming together make an explosive force for God. So, hey, honor natural law, honor spiritual law, and you will live long and prosper. Hey, if you're out there and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, I want to invite you to repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart. The Bible says whoever calls on the name of the Lord Jesus will be saved. There really is a hell uh, to miss and there really is a heaven to gain. So you do that by repenting of your sins and calling out to Jesus and he'll come into your heart and you'll miss hell, you'll make heaven and he'll make your life worth living in the meantime. Okay, God bless you and we'll see you next Sunday. Bye-bye.